And I'm Leah, and this is We'd Rather Be Reading, which you interrupted us in the middle of our book, so clearly... <laughs> We'd rather be reading right now, but, but welcome to talking about the book that we're reading uh, together this week, which is called Bring Me Their Hearts. And by... it's by Sarah Wolf. Um, and to to start off this, uh, this little episode, we're going to be judging this book fully by its cover, which mm. turns out that there's three covers. Three covers, because the cover you thought it was, and you were like, oh, this one, and I'm like, no, no, that's mine's different. Yeah. <laughs> and then we found a third one, too. So, you know, covers for days here, yeah. um, I think. Um, the reason why there are different covers is because we're reading it on different platforms, and I'm listening to the book, and Leah yeah. is reading it. I am reading it. On Scribed and on... Goodreads, you could find us there also. Yes. Uh, and uh, has another cover in Goodreads. Yep. And and then we found actually, actually there's four covers because she's wearing a yes. different dress in yeah. two of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there seems to be um, someone was very excited about this book and decided <laughs> to do lots and lots of covers of it. Do you think that my cover is the first cover? So my cover is on Scribd Audiobook. Uh, where it is a drawing of a woman. I, I would I would think that the the where she's wearing a red dress, yeah. walking with her sword, like walking with her sword and her hair swooshing. I, I would think that that would be the first cover, like this one. No, that's too advanced. That's no, much but I, better. But I think so. I think this is the first cover. And then for the audiobook, they were like, well, we need something similar, so we're going to draw her. But not very well. We're going to draw her half-ass and she's going to be less attractive. <laughs> and she's going to have an uglier dress. And her hair is going to be whack. Yeah. But I think, I still maintain this. <laughs> this is the way I, it goes. No, I think but, that she would, she had a friend and the friend was like, oh, let me let me draw this character. This is what this character is going to look like. And she's like, all right, this is fine enough for the audiobook, but I need a professional to step it but up. But the audiobook comes after the regular book. This is why I'm I thinking. I think she just kept it like a side um, for the audiobook for but, later. And I mean, these covers, there's so far three versions of mm-hmm. where this blonde girl holding a sword and wearing a red dress. And the dress is different in all three covers. There's the audiobook one where she has the poofy sleeves yeah. with a little band. Very medieval. Exactly. And then it's the one that, that is Although in good Although she has a major of showing, which is not medieval. Yes. <laughs> and then it's the one I found on Goodreads, which is where she's wearing this uh, short, like, sleeveless dress with a cape. Where she looks pretty hot, honestly. Yeah, like yeah, I like that one. A step up. And then there's another one with just the same exact pose, but they've now dressed her in some kind of. I'm medieval thinking, dress. but it's not medieval. This is more armor. It's more That's like uh, leather. Now she's got some protection. Like fighting, she's got like gauntlet things letters. and stuff. Like she's now uh, she's got the the things on her. Yeah. Assassin. Yeah. But the first cover that I found, that I chose this book by, <laughs> judging solely on the cover, is the one with the big-ass white bird with the red eye. Uh, and here she's, the girl is there, she's still blonde, she's got a cape, but her sword is, is over her back, like over her shoulder, and she's holding onto it. And there's a glowing castle in between the bird's beak. Of course. Yeah. And this one, I was like, I have no idea what this book is about, but I really want to read it <laughs> after seeing this. Because the big-ass crow with the red eye, which is the blood heart. Maybe. Uh, is, uh, it's interesting. It's intriguing. It makes it look like this is going to be a badass book. But then when you see the audiobook version of this, <laughs> like, 
like worried girl. <laughs> I get medieval music playing in my head whenever I look at that cover. I get the pling plong, you know, yeah, like the I see. yeah, yeah. Maybe it's it. Uh, so they're different books. If you see the one with the bird or and the audio, oh, one. and I found a, a a German one too, which is completely different here what? as well. Yeah. Oh, I love it. This one uh, is it's more like a <laughs> this one's like a playing card in a way, this like the does. Queen of Hearts kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, she definitely looks like she's going to be a badass assassin, like mm-hmm. taking names. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so. In in from a one to ten, I will give the one to the audiobook cover. That's a warm, warm cover right there. And I would not choose to read the book should I had seen this cover first. But so if we're judging this book by the cover, like what would you say if you forget that you know what this book is about, what would you guess this book was about? What like by seeing this cover? cover. Like, yeah, I but like say- like let's go with the audiobook. <laughs> okay, the audiobook one. This is about like a girl lost in the woods, uh, and there's something happening with like sword in the stone, and it may have a little bit of like satirical comedy to the side of. Um, yeah, I'm getting some Princess Bride, Princess Bride. Uh, feelings here with the audiobook for sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, so if I were to just guess what this book was about with the cover that I found first, which is the one with the bird. Yeah. I would assume that she's running away from being eaten by a bird. <laughs> this... That's the whole book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the I mean, bird is, the... is going to come and eat her. This okay. is clearly what's happening. I can see it. And it's she's on the cover. She's to her shining castle. Yes. Because she's the princess. She's got to be the she's princess. princess. She's a princess knight some, because uh... she has a sword. Yeah, she's a princess knight. She's in some village. She's running to the glowing pa- castle. There seems to be a tunnel going into it. Yeah, somewhere. And, and there's, there's a car there. There's a car? Is there not a car? No, there's no car. Where's the car? What's this? Oh, no, that's That's the tunnel. That's the tunnel. tunnel. Okay, sorry, sorry. It's not a car. It's a tunnel. I was confused. (laughs) Timeline confused. Um, And this big bird is going to chase her down and eat her. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is not what this book is about, (laughs) though. Because we have read the first chapter, um, and we are ready to do some predicting here. The first um, chapter is 48 pages long. Way long. Uh, so normally we read three chapters and then have a plot prediction. So we get a little bit of idea of character and plot wise. Um, but still very early on in the book, we like to guess what's going to happen throughout it. Yes. Um, and it's one of my favorite things to do. And I love it when Leah is ahead of me in a book. So she can be like, there's a twist coming. <laughs> <laughs> there's always a twist. And then, I, and then I get to guess a million times what the twist is going to be. And she never really gives it away. Uh, but when she asks me, I give it away right away. <laughs> yes, you're right. No, you're wrong. <laughs> and then I'm like, I knew it. Or what? <laughs> I'm wrong. <laughs> This has never happened to me before. (laughs) So I'm listening to the book. The uh, uh, book is read by M. Eldridge, and she's quite good. Actually, I think she's a little bit funny, too, Um, which this book has a little, like, comedic connotations to it. But, I mean, it is a funny book. Like, I've been laughing already, and I'm, I'm, I'm reading, reading it inscribed as well, but as an e-book. I think you like um... her sarcasm. She's quite sarcastic in her own, like, inner thoughts as well. Oh, for sure. And she's just like, oh, um, I mean, not too many spoilers in this one, because let's be realistic, we only read the first chapter. So I think we can't really give stuff away here. But 
um, just the way she she manipulates the prince, and when when she goes like, the king is worth one potato. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I actually was thinking, how is she going to get around that? Like, yeah. is one potato like the value of their money, or is one potato like the first thing that was grown in their land? Yeah, I was going back and forth about that potato. I was a little bit curious about that one too. And then I told my kids about it at dinner time yesterday, and my kids immediately said that they would be worth at least ten potatoes. Ten. <laughs> ten. That's a good value. <laughs> I'm like ten times the value of a, of a king. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, to me, of course, but <laughs> but to the world, huh. yeah. But uh, so the potato, I, I mean, she's funny. She's funny and clever and she's not, um, which is fairly common in YA stories where it's all like, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to follow my instincts that are terrible and run headfirst into this trouble. And I don't know. <laughs> my like biggest pet peeve is when those heroines are self-deprecating, like, I can't do anything. I'm just a poor person. I have none of this and I'm not worth anything and I will never be anything. Oh, but here I am standing in front of a prince, possibly being one of the princesses that he chooses yeah. to wed. But still, I'm not worthy of anything. But luckily in this book, she is not self-deprecating at nope. all. Uh, what's the book about so far? I mean, we so far we got her backstory. Mm-hmm. We've She's a heartless, and we find out what this means. It basically means that she is uh, her heart's been taken by a uh, a witch, so she's like indebted to her in a way. Mm. Like she's, a, in a way, I guess she's a slave. But she seemed to have gotten herself um, her heart taken by a fairly good witch that doesn't actually order her around. Right. Um, and then there seems to be alien creatures in this world. The wave. I can't remember what they were calling that wave something. Um, the Cilion or Kilion? The Cilion? Yeah. Um, which, honestly, I cannot picture how they look. I like, I've read this description a couple of times. Cilion? No, but the way that it's described is like he's got a blue brow. Mm-hmm. He's got long, pointy, slender ears with yeah. no visible holes. Um, he looks like a cat. If a cat was also a lizard that was stretched out <laughs> and walking on two legs that were bent backwards. Mm. This is the description in the book. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't picture it. <laughs> and a then fluffy, she, a fluffy tail. Yeah. Like a blue cat. Mm. Um, and then she throws the knife and she gets him in the tail. Mm. And I'm like, how did this happen? Where is the tail? Is it like a cat's tail or is it like a, I picture it fluffy. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's probably fluffy. And then it had purple blood. Yeah. I think. Or was it blue? And then became purple. And, and it, it can talk. Dark. And it can talk. And, and it's got like cat eyes, like the yellow with the, the cat slit. slit. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the animals that have come into this book, which are creatures, we could say, yeah. they all talk. Yeah. Even the bird. Yeah, but the birds are, are witches. The crows. Okay. The white crows. And that's what they said, that all the witches can turn into animals, but whenever they do, they are white. Okay. So that's how you can tell, like, a witch animal. They are unnaturally white. Which I think is this bird cover with the white crow with the red eye is a witch, obviously. I figured it <laughs> Okay. But so far, the main character's motive or job right now is to get the heart of the prince. 
Yeah. Her job before then was to keep her witch safe by by ridding the surrounding woods from the witch's keep there from from intruders. Mm. But now she's been tasked with uh, stealing the heart of the prince. And she's going to do it, I'm sure. My prediction is she's going to do it. (laughs) I predict love here too, actually. Okay, what's your prediction for the rest of the book? I believe there will be real love between Zira and Prince Lucian, I think his name was. Um, I think he will actually allow her to take his heart. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be one of those stories where where she's going to like in, he's going to say take it and then um, she will be free. Like he would kind of sacrifice himself for her. This is my guess in the end of this thing, but I could be completely wrong because she's also very witty. This author, so mm-hmm. um, it's not really love, 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 uh, smooshy, mushy. <laughs> no. No, but I think so. And um, I think that she will deliver his heart to the witch and expecting to get her and her heartless like siblings. I, I, I think of them as siblings. They are the other heartless people that her witch has. She They're supposed to be set free when she brings the prince's heart to the witch. Right. But I think the witch will betray her and not release her heart. Um, and then I think she's going to be ordered to do something she really doesn't want to do. Because it's also made a big point in this first chapter that her witch has never ordered her to do anything. She's asked her and she's gotten her to agree to things, but she can be ordered, which she didn't even know about, but she's been told that it can happen. So obviously I think this is going to come back into play. Um, and I think another possibility here, I had two tracks, is that she will steal his heart, bring it to the witch, and the witch will set her free, but then she will have fallen in love with him already, so she will try to get his heart back from the witch to return it to him. Hmm. What is the value of a heart? One potato, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but why do they need hearts? Well, the... I mean, we all know what we need, hearts, it's to, to live. <laughs> but They're living without a heart yeah but they live in because of magic because the witch keeps their hearts safe and the witches need their heartless to keep them safe they're basically warriors in their wars right Mm. and but they can't have too many heartless because then it's draining on their energy and their power this was also established so i'm not entirely sure and they need to keep raw eating raw meat which i think this is going to be curious how she's going to manage this now when she's at the castle trying to be like a, a proper lady a proper lady Hmm. how is she gonna is she gonna eat like rats and stuff like i'm I'm wondering how this is gonna happen like this this i'm kind of looking forward to this <laughs> yeah she's gonna be like a feral cat she's gonna go into the woods like catch a deer suck on its like eat its raw meat because she's also funny like when she gets stabbed she's like what <laughs> she's like outraged like how did you do that like it all can't go around and just stabbing people <laughs> <clears throat> Which I thought was pretty funny um, so far. <laughs> so what's your prediction? What do you think? You know, I like to go a little out there with my predictions. Yes. And oftentimes I bring in, like, there has to be a love triangle. I don't know why I love love triangles so much, but I think it's because I like the slow burn relationship mm-hmm. where you don't know what she's going to decide. When it's, like, established so early in the book, usually that leads me to get bored. Mm-hmm. Other than in the Shiver book by Maggie Stiefvater, they were in love, like, when before he was even a uh, human, uh, and I support that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I support the their instant. loves. I, 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 I do. Them. I support their love <laughs> and their happiness, their yeah. continued happiness, which seems to be 
be being taken away from them. I don't like this. I'm not that. I'm not sure about this linger book. Honestly, I feel like it's gonna maybe break my heart a little bit. Well, mm. she'll just turn eighteen and then she'll get all of her own decision making skills back. Unless she's a freaking wolf, because oh, then yeah, it's gonna true, be true. hard. True, I mean, true. Uh, we're not there yet. No, we're not there. Okay, but my uh, my prediction for this "Bring Me Their Hearts" book is. Obviously, she's a, an assassin of sorts, like Soldier we had just mentioned, uh, for the witch. And she mentions also uh, that she understands why the witch took her heart. And she understands why she's a, a soldier. And, like, it's okay with her. <laughs> but but that's because her witch is... I mean, she's being established as a good witch, right? Because she only took her because she would have died otherwise. Mm-hmm. So she's basically saved her. And, and the boy as well. Like, she saved them because... They would have died if she hadn't taken their hearts. Right. Right. Um, but what I'd like to see is, like, a purpose for the entire, like, plot. Like, the entire story. And we've read stories where, at the end, nothing happens. And that drives me so nuts. So what I can't see here is, like, an ending that's going to satisfy me. I think that she is basically just a puppet uh, for this witch. Uh, she will fall in love with this prince, even though he's kind of an ass, but he's going to be deeper, you know? He's going to be deeper and new and modern and contemporary uh, versus uh, his elders or nobles or whatever they're calling them. Um, I think that she's going to try to plot to take his dad's heart or one of the nobles' heart instead of his. I'm not really sure if you can determine whose heart it is that you're getting. They haven't established that yet but maybe they can maybe they eat it do they consume the hearts i'm not really no sure. they put them in those cages they just cage they, them. they cage them in this special cage which is hard to do and it's kept uh over the fire like on the hearth because it needs to be kept warm now this this i think is fa- fairly um the heart like how they keep them because they give her a sliver of her heart to keep in her uh, around her neck so she can go further away from her witch mm. But I think I think you got a point there with the whole um, uh, he's going to be deeper and all of this and that. But I think he also did say in the first episode there he's or in the first episode <laughs> in the first <laughs> chapter uh, he talks about um, he says something to the old gods like yeah. he does the tradition of the old gods. So I think it could also go. But then he did like a spin at the end of that speech. Oh, it was the king who did. Okay. The king came in and did like a spin to save it, kind save of thing. It. So I think maybe what could happen is because the witches want the old gods to come back and they don't like the new god. And if the prince is also kind of... They might turn out that those two are going to actually turn out to be on the same side and they're not going to need to take his heart to get his um, um, alliance or, you know, to get him to work with them. So I think that she's going to be in there to try to get the heart, but he's going to be deeper. Uh, They're going to team up together uh, get somebody else's heart, make them a puppet, and then I feel like this should continue to other kingdoms. Like, there are these noblemen and stuff like that, and I think it would be a small story if it just stayed within their own kingdom with this witch. More witches are going to come up, and those witches are going to have people planted already within this kingdom that are already acting as their secret spies. Um... Those secret spies, I'm not really sure what the massive big picture is going to be yet. If this story means that the prince is going to succeed the father. uh, And mm, uh, there's something with the gods. Mm -hmm. 
So he's going to succeed the father, uh, team up with the gods, or the gods are going to turn on him, uh, and somehow she is going to end up being in the monarchy because that's just what happens in these YA books. Yes, obviously. Can't have a book without be becoming, you know, royal. But the witch is going to turn evil. Uh, there's going to be other witches that are evil. And then there's going to be twists on the witch is not actually evil. The witch is actually good. And the witch was actually trying to protect them and these kinds of things. And there's going to be lots of betrayal. I predict lots of betrayal. Mm-hmm. No, and and it's I'm excited. I'm yeah. actually, I really liked the first chapter. I was kind of sad to put it down because, well, I wanted to keep reading. But I didn't want to read too far before doing these predictions here because then... I might have spoiled myself. I know. I might have, you know, turned out that yeah. I'm so good at predicting that all I said was actually true. And then I'd be like, I can speak with authority on this. And I didn't <laughs> want to do that. So I, I honestly, I can't wait to be reading. Um, so we should uh, probably finish up fairly soon. <laughs> You'd rather be reading. It's like talking about food when you're hungry. Oh, yeah. And I'm also hungry. So this, this uh, is, is becoming a little bit difficult. Now, um, and this is part of a trilogy. So um, right. our next episode, we will have finished this book. So I hope you guys want to read along with us. And we will discuss how accurate we were in our predictions. We're going to pick apart any continuity errors. Jerrica's going to super summarize what this book was all about. and Share us your plot predictions also. Exactly. And then we will probably jump straight into book two. So we will do a little intro for book two. So, and some plot predictions for that one as yeah. well. So follow along uh, through social media and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yes, like and subscribe. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and you can write to us or email us on uh, we'd rather be reading the pod at gmail.com. I hope I'm saying that right. Otherwise, I'm going to have to do like a, a corrections <laughs> corner immediately afterwards where I give you guys all the, the correct email address. But I think we can do it. From Sweden, where we can actually still gather together. Thanks for listening. Thank I'm Jerrica. I'm Leah. See ya. See ya. Bye. We'd Rather Be Reading is an original podcast by Jerrica Seron and Leah Sanfer. Theme music for The Penguins, written and performed by David Alred from the album The Transition, courtesy of Erased Tapes. Please check him out on Spotify and check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook. And you can also email us on we'd rather be reading the pod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Like and subscribe. Bye.